if you were going to communicate to somebody what you felt Jesus' life and ministry was all about in just a phrase, what would you say? Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us, guide us, open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things from your law. Encourage us, strengthen us, O oh God. May your spirit rise up inside of us. Lord, may we walk away from here stronger than when we came in. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Years ago, Gordon Fee, who was a seminary professor at Wheaton College, he was teaching a class called The Life and Teaching of Jesus from the Synoptic Gospels. That's Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the Synoptic Gospels. And he had a class of 40 Bible college students, and they'd already dealt with the structure and the background of the book. But before they dove into the ministry and teaching of Jesus, he handed them a three-by-five card and asked them to write one to three words or a phrase of one to three words describing what they thought was the absolute essence of the teaching and ministry of Jesus. In other, in other words, what was he all about? If you were going to communicate to somebody what you felt Jesus' life and ministry was all about in just a phrase, what would you say? Now, all of the students wrote their answers on those cards. And I, before I tell you the answer or their answers, I want to ask you, what do you think is the sine qua non of Jesus? What is that essential ingredient of his ministry and his teaching that was absolutely vital to everything he did, that set the stage for everything he did? What do you think it is? Well, the number one answer of those students by far was love. They believed that love was the main emphasis of Jesus' ministry and his teaching. Number two, they believed was forgiveness. Neither of them was close. <laughs> love, as a matter of fact, is only mentioned three times in Matthew, Mark, Luke. Love your God, love your neighbor as yourself, and love your enemies. That is it. That's the sum total of Jesus' teaching on love. The answer, let's go to Acts chapter 1 verse 3 to find it. Acts chapter 1 verse 3, here's what it says. This is Jesus in that 40-day boot camp clarifying to the disciples the foundational truths they had to know before he was going to hand the baton to them to take it over the finish line. They had to understand these things. So he says to these, to these disciples, these future leaders, 1 verse 3 of Acts, he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days, getting them ready, and speaking of the things concerning, here it is, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Brothers and sisters, the kingdom of God was Jesus sine qua non, was Jesus' main ingredient. All that he did, all that he taught, all of his decision-making, everything flowed out of his, com his compass, his mission was the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. You remove this topic from Jesus and he essentially vanishes from the pages of scripture. Without it, the kingdom of God, nothing. There are many of many of many people that I have encountered 
who believe as Christians that our future in heaven is sitting on a cloud, playing a harp, reading some boring Christian magazine, uh, generally picking our noses. Wrong answer. We are headed towards a kingdom. If you love anything medieval, if you love the thought of king, kingdom, if you understand that, you'll understand it's a far cry from a cloud and a harp and a magazine. That is our future. Number one, the subject of king and kingdom is the main theme of the whole scripture. The main theme. Now, Jesus is the main character. But the main theme from beginning to end is a king setting up his kingdom. Check this out. In all of scripture, the word kingdom is mentioned 299 times. The word king is mentioned 1,875 times. Combined, king and kingdom, 2,174 times. Do you think this may be a theme in scripture? <laughs> Absolutely it is. Listen to a couple of the verses that bear this out. First Chronicles 21, 29, 11, David says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. He says again, David, Psalm 24, 10, who? He asks the question, who is the king of glory? And then he answers his own question. The Lord of heaven's armies, or the Lord of hosts, he is the king of glory. Wow. Friends, listen. Christianity is not a philosophy. It is not a religious theory. It's not a spiritual mindset even. It is a journey. It's an adventure. It's a drama. It's an expedition, a pilgrimage with a person that is moving towards a destination. I listened to a, a testimony of a young man just this week who is the son of a very famous pastor who turned his back on God and, praise God, has come back to the Lord and is now serving Jesus, but he got caught up in so many uh, arguments and so many issues growing up. Friends, what I'm hoping to do in this passage is simplify everything down for you. Christianity isn't about a big philosophy. It's not about theories and all this ethereal baloney. It is a journey. It is a drama with a king headed towards a kingdom. That is it. This king came out of the grave. He's alive. He is ruling from heaven and he's coming back. That is our story. That is what we believe. That is the foundation we build everything on. 